This is gonna be one. All right, happy Thursday. It is good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Bonzi, Kalna, and Spanky. We are your fantasy football junkies, and it's week number seven. Whoa. There are lots and lots and lots of things to talk about today. And most of them are probably going to be based around how many players are on the bye week. Good players. That's that's going to be starting right off the gate, man. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of teams that I have right now out of my five fantasy football teams. I think, seriously, one out of my five teams... I've only got maybe one guy on a bye. Every other team I have, it's like it seems like my entire team is on a bye this week. It's weird. So, Cal and the Spanky, hey guys, uh, happy Thursday to you. Uh, the big Thursday night football game tonight, Denver at Cleveland. Can't wait to get to that uh, Thursday night football focus because again, with injuries and um, and, and in bye weeks, you know, Cal, there there might be a lot of players that you could consider starting this week. Um, Spanky, um, these. Uh, Stardom or sit questions that we received uh, this week are, are, I think, good questions, especially for you, because, uh, I mean, a lot of these players, I feel like you've got stock in. I was reading some of these questions, and um, I wanted to keep them a, a secret to you guys today, because <clears throat> I wanted you guys just to kind of, I mean, I, to me, I think a lot of these are no-brainers, and, and for the people that submitted uh, these questions this week, we appreciate that. On our Twitter, Fantasy Football Junkies, by the way. Um, I just feel like these are just easy to answer questions this week. So um, hopefully Spanky, Calna, you guys can can answer these pretty quick and we can move on and get to what I think, again, is going to be the biggest part of the show are, are the bye weeks and what you do to survive week number seven. So Calna, uh, good morning. How are you, sir? Doing okay. I'm okay this morning. I look forward to providing the knowledge to help people succeed. Yeah. Um, how how was your uh, fantasy football uh, week uh, last week, week six? Very successful. Another good week. I'm turning things around. Uh, I don't like to brag. I'm humble, but uh, things are looking oh, good. Oh, my Lord, humble. Spanky, how, and, was, uh, <laughs> how, Spanky, how was your week six? Uh, I uh, Well, I, you know, I do like to brag, but uh, <laughs> I, I did I, but I think uh, I think it's about to come to a screeching halt. Why is that? Injuries, buys, you brought it up, man. It, it catches up. That's why it's so important to either A, make deals, B, draft for depth, or what I took in a little – my philosophy is, you know, you see people adding and dropping and, and, and moving players around. Keep in mind, we've got a trade deadline. I want to say it's next week, maybe the week after for the NFL. Right. And I'm hoping that some of these guys that are being dropped because they're not producing – Maybe gets moved. Maybe it's me having hope for depth, but it's uh, it's about to get to the sticky sticky mess. Hey, before we go too much farther, though, this was on my mind yesterday. I like to give Kalna only because it's not going to happen a whole lot. I don't know why, but doing my six hours worth of research that I do, I want to give Kalna credit. He called it at the beginning of the season before we started all this to stay away from Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> and it's. And it's proven. He's proven right. He said he's. They've been running him too much, and now injuries have caught up to him. So, Kalna, good call. 
appreciate that. It was a lucky guess, but boy, what a waste of a first round pick this year. Yeah, and and there are a lot of players too that I think you could say that about, right? I mean, Dalvin Cook, I'm I'm in that boat right now with him. Um I mean, we we said we we said there was a couple running backs I think you should stay away from. The Zeke Elliott one I think is the one that that, that all of us have. I, I think I was kind of down on him a little bit. I think Spanky might have been, but you were you were all about him, Calvin. He's proven to be pretty good this season too. So, uh, you know, thanks for for giving Calvin the props, Spank. You know, we need to give everybody props that that does a good job because I mean, shoot, like I said, every single week we we make a lot of bad calls. M- mostly I make the bad calls, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's good when we you get, all do. It's good when you get one right. So let's uh, let's do. I don't know what I should do first. Let's do. You want to do the bye week conversation first before we get to the stardom or sit em questions? Because again, I think these stardom or sit em questions are, are really really easy. Uh, they're like no brainer questions. I mean, if it and I and I'm not making fun of you people that sent in these questions, but like. To me, I just they're really easy. So, do you guys want to talk about the bye week uh, conversation first? You guys want to discuss that? It's up to you. I'm I'm game either way. You I just think it's to... really important. I mean, because like let me let me go with Spanky because you brought it up real quick. Okay, before before Calum runs down the list because I know he's got the bye weeks ready. But you know, Spanky, you brought up a really good point. And when when you get to these bye weeks and You've got a team that like, and let's. I'll use I'll use mine for example. Um, one of the worst bye week situations that I have is one that I'm going in Spanky's league. Um, I'm only projected to score uh, on average. I usually score about one thirty to one forty. I'm only projected to score one eleven this week. I'm going up against somebody who's projected to score that. I think one forty one fifty, and I've got literally four starters on a bye. So putting so putting a team together is tough. Now, did I draft? Do I ever draft keeping the bye week in my in in my brain? No, I don't. I'm not one of those people. Spanky, I think you kind of are though, and I think there are managers that look at that bye week. But my question to you, Spanky, do do I blow up my team and try to make all these trades and make all these deals or drop, or do I just take the L and move on? little bit of both. I, I don't think you, and I'm always in favor of making a deal to help you, your team better or the other person's team better. I'm always in favor of that. But keep in mind, it's, it's, it's one week. If, you, if you're in a good position, which I believe that you are, you're in third place. And, and I know we make this personal when we do this stuff as far as the main league that the three of us are in, uh, the flea market league. Uh, but I, I don't think you got to get – I don't – they get crazy, but you, you but in in defense, you, you kind of could have seen this coming, you know. You and I don't necessarily draft for you know bye weeks. I don't do that. What it would I do to keep an eye out? Make sure you know if I'm going running back, running back during the draft, and I got Zeke and 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 Dalvin Cook. I want to make sure week six they're not both out, something like that. But I think you try to make the moves. You look at the depth on what you can make as far as a waiver pickup. Uh, it's getting slim pickings, in my opinion, at this point. You're kind of watching for those one-week wonders. But then do you trust even playing those? And we'll use, uh, you know, the Browns running back situation for that. But I don't know. You almost have to take – and if you're going to make a deal for that, sometimes you're almost going to have to take a little bit less for somebody you thought you might get more for just to be able to put 
a good lineup. So you just got to navigate the waters, but you just got to be careful. And I, I think if you take the L in third place, you're, you're still fine. It's not the end of the world for one week loss. I mean, you know, look at a guy that we were making fun of at the beginning of the season, and I might as well give him props too. I laughed at him. I thought it was comical that he'd spent his entire budget on Cordell Patterson. We may have talked about this before, but now who's laughing now? He's moved from last place up to sixth place, and he's if the season ended today, obviously it doesn't. He's in the playoffs, so you gotta you gotta tiptoe through through the buys and the injuries, and not completely wreck your roster. Yeah, I'll still laugh at that team. I think it's a joke. I don't think he's going to make the playoffs. But anyways, uh, Kalna, kind of kind of going to go off of what Spanky said about making trades and making deals and something that you said off the air before we started. You know, I, I had to pick up Nick Folk because my kicker, uh, Zerline, was on a bye. And Zerline's been a solid kicker, and, and, and I had to drop him just because, you know, I don't want to drop any of my other position players because depth is important. I mean, it's tough. When you're trying to fill roster spots, are you a big fan of taking the L? Like I like I just asked Spanky. I mean, no one's a fan of taking the L, but are you willing to drop like people like that are usual starters? Say for instance, like a Zerline, or maybe if you had a a flex player in, um, let's say your you know Sanders from Buffalo, wide receivers, your flex player. Are you going to drop him just so you can pick up? A, a player to stick into your lineup? I think it all depends on what your record currently is. I really do. I think that matters of, of a great deal. So if you're sitting there at five and one going into week seven, you can afford to take that loss. But if you're sitting there at two and four, you, you probably are going to have to make some sacrifices and drop some people that you may not want to, but you can't really afford to go down to three and six or, 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 you know, one and one and six, uh, one and six. So I think your position in the standings matter a lot right now. So if you're, you know, four and two, you might be able to afford to take that loss. But like I said, if you're lower, you, you might be desperate. You might have to be desperate, forced into a corner to drop some players. You're not because you can't. In, in a head-to-head league, you, you, these, these, this is we're getting. I can't believe we're this far into the season, and it saddens me because that means football will be over sometime soon, and I'll be on depression medicine again. Okay, so um, if you are sitting at one and five right now, okay, you should already be making moves and deals on your team. The the bye week should not be the factor that's, you know, if you've only got one win, you should already be trying to move players. So, I mean, record does matter. I think you're right. Spanky uh, brought it up too. You know, if you're three and three, if you're two and four, you know, it is only one week. So my my thing is, don't blow up your team. That that's my opinion, especially if you're if you're averaging some pretty good weekly points. You know, there's one of my leagues where I'm not doing good, and I, and I am sitting there at one and five, and I've been trying to make deals for the last two weeks. It's just not happening. So now I'm going to be more, uh, you know, inclined to to take a risk, in which I've had to do, and I'm telling you right now. In my starting lineup, let me just tell you who I got in my starting lineup, guys. For <laughs> I got Rondale Moore. I got J.D. McKissick. <laughs> and uh, Melvin Gordon in, in a starting lineup, which, you know, those aren't my usual starters in this one league that I'm in um, because of the bye week. And that's just going to happen. So don't, 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 you know, 
weird, more weird things have happened. Like, you know, I, I mean, I had someone that was playing last week. Uh, no, no way he's going to win. And then uh, CD Lamb goes off and uh, he gets the luckiest win of his life. So, I mean, it just has happened. So, you can maybe pull off a lucky win this week. So, who was that? What do you mean? Who, who was who was that? Uh, who who beat me last week? I forget his name. Yeah. I, well, we can't say his name on the radio because it's it's it's. I have to bleep it out. I don't want to do that. So let's get to the stardom or sit'em part, guys. And again, the stardom or sit'em questions you can send those in on our Facebook page, Fantasy Football Junkies. You can also send them in on Twitter. We're at Fantasy Football Junkies one on Twitter. Uh, you can also email Fantasy Football Junkies at gmail uh, dot com. And um. Again, I think these are super easy. I think these are no-brainers, and if you're if you're sending these questions in, um, it's probably your first year doing fantasy football, or, or you've never done it in your in your life. And, I, and I'm glad that we can help you guys out. So, at Lord Don't Lose, at Lord Don't Lose, he asked, "Should I give Rashad Bateman a shot in my flex spot? I have so many buys, and it's literally between him, Javante Williams." Or Rondale Moore. Spanky, we'll start with you. Rashad Bateman. Baltimore Ravens wide receiver. Yeah, over over Rondale Moore or Javante Williams. Uh, I would go more because of the offense, personally. Okay, Kalna? Uh, I think the uh, safe the safe bet there, uh, he's guaranteed to split time with Melvin Gordon in Denver. If you look tonight's game, Cleveland has lots of injuries. I would go Javante Williams for the, the the safest play, more for the ceiling. Rondell Moore, you have the higher ceiling on that offense, but sometimes he is he's not even looked at uh, in that offense. So I'd go Javante Williams and Bateman. He's got to get his. He's got to prove some things before I shove him in the lineup. See, I'm really high on Rashad Bateman, and I, and I've actually I'm starting him in three of my leagues this. I mean, I, I picked him up a long time ago on IR. And uh, I just been following him a lot, and and I think he's got a high potential. Um, but I'm still not starting. I thought this was an easy question, guys. I thought everybody was going to say Rondale Moore, but you know, Callie, you brought up a couple good points. I think Rondale Moore. That's who I would go with. So uh, two for Moore, one for Williams. Uh, the next question: Start him or sit him? At No Brain Jane. At No Brain Jane says, "Do I go with Ertz or AJ Green in my flex spot this week?" Kalna, go first. AJ Green, uh, he's he's had a kind of a, a renaissance, or a, not a rem, I don't know, whatever you call it, a comeback year. He's uh he's had exactly six targets in every game this year, but one, and that was I think he only had three in the other, but six targets, and he's done stuff with him. He scored, uh, he he scored last week. He's in that uh, very very high volume, high potency offense, and Ertz is new there. He's got to learn the playbook. I just think it's a no-brainer you go A.J. Green. Spanky, who do you go with? Uh, I think, I hope they both have three touchdowns each this week. <laughs> but I would like to go with Ertz because I think it's the, and not saying that A.J. which it, it cracks me up that I say it because who would have thought we'd be, A.J. Green would be in any conversation. Yeah, Bonzi's boy A.J. Green, come on. Exactly, exactly, there you go. But I honestly, um, I would go Ertz myself. Okay, I th- again, I thought that was a, a an easy one. I, I say A.J. Green, no questions asked, and so Spanky's throwing in the uh, the Ertz wrench. So two for Green, one for Ertz. And, oh, here we go, Kalna's super fan, number one fan, Krista. She directs this one actually at you, uh, Kalna. She said she's been uh, listening to you. She has Kamara on two of her teams. 
She's listened every single week about our thoughts on Kamara. She wants to know right now, though, if she holds on to Kamara or should she try to sell him high before he loses big trade value in week seven? Wow. I kind of speechless. I have him in two leagues also, and I'm kind of a – I'm kind of hard to deal with when it comes to trading. I don't know if these guys have realized that or not. I would hold on to Kamara. I think they've underused him this year. He's like a seventh, eighth ranked running back so far. And I think he's only going to go up. Now, unless you can get two really good players in return or even three, I think there's really, I mean, like the, the feature backs aren't like they used to be in fantasy football. And Kamara is one of the most dynamic feature backs in all of football still, even with Winston there messing things up and whatever Peyton's doing. <laughs> I think Taysom Hill is kind of still banged up. So he might be the only real talent on that team that you start besides maybe Callaway. So I think you hold on to, to someone like that at this stage of the of the year. I think he's going to only get better as the year goes on, and they're going to utilize him more. So I'd hold on to Kamara even though he's broke my heart a couple of times this year. Well, Spanky, the wheeler and dealer who's always sending trades out to people, I, I think I know your answer, right? I mean, you, you'd try to deal him no matter what, wouldn't you? Well, hold on. Who did you say this email was from? Krista. Okay, so Krista and Chris Kalna. He's not emailing questions to himself to make himself busy. <laughs> Just curious. If there's a deal to be made, you make it. But you have to – it boils down to the two managers. Does your team get better? Are you happy with what you're getting in return? Yes, okay. Am I getting what I feel like? That's how it does. And that's the biggest gripe that people have. And as a commissioner that I deal with, and, and Kalna, you're a commissioner of a, of a massive money league, I believe, or jelly bean league, whatever you call it, you have to be willing to make the – it's the – it's – you have it's common sense. You got to be willing to make the deal. You're not always going to get the value you feel you should be getting in return. Now, to me, when you say three starters for Kamara, Kamara, whatever, however you say it, that price tag is way too high. Maybe a starter and a flex position that might be a little bit more. But it, again, when you relook at your team with the potential players you're getting in return. Are you happy with what you're getting in return? I traded a top-end tight end for a kicker. Long-term, I like the value I'm getting. So you got that's, that's my approach. So, yeah, if, you, if there's a deal to make, make it. Yeah, and I like what both you guys said, and, and it makes sense. You know, it does matter the value you're getting right now. I think that's what Krista was wanting to know is that if, you know, the, the value for Kamara right now is so high, do you think you can get two starters for one, I don't think you're going to get three starters for one, depending on the team you're dealing with. But, um, you know, it, it depends on the trade, depends on the team, and you really got to look at it. I would say two starters for Kamara right now, all right, would be something I would shoot for if you're going to trade. Okay, Krista. Now, we got three more to go here, and these are probably the easiest ones here that we got in. Start them or sit them. But, man, I thought the others were easy, and you guys really threw a wrench into that. So, uh, start him or sit him. Uh, this is from at overrated Andy. At overrated Andy. He says, I need a tight end. Who do I grab? Only ones available in my league are Njoku, Seals Jones, and Tanyan. Spank at overrated Andy. What do you say? Well, 
Uh, gosh, that's the only thing that's available. Uh, is Seals Jones. Calna? I mean, he did just come up on the injury report, but I would go Seals Jones. He's become the focal point. Yep. Uh, tight end for Washington after Logan Thomas went down, and he's uh, high volume targets for. And they, they, McLaurin's the only other guy out there that matter in the receiving game. Uh, Antonio Gibson's banged up, and if Seals Jones is good to go this week, go Seals Jones. I'd rank it Seals Jones, Tanya, and then the Joku. The Joku's had only one game this year. He had uh, double digit fantasy points. He had a big game, but all the rest of them he said single digits. So For sure. Seals Jones, Tanya, and then the Joku. Yep, Seals Jones. That's my answer too. I had him circled down. Actually, I'm trying. I'm thinking about picking him up in one of my leagues, but the injury thing kind of scary. So monitor that at Overrated Andy. Um, how about this one uh, from at Little Lensman? At Little Lensman, he sends in Ceedee Lamb pulled off a huge week for me. And it helped me upset the best team in my league. Do I sell him right now or keep him? Oh, boy. Oh, that's ridiculous. If only the general public knew how much doo-doo you are slinging, it's comical. Calma, you go first. Well, I don't want to. Like I said, I'm humble. First off, I'm old school. I don't like to brag. But we did a little segment last year called our last week called Boomer Bust. Oh yeah! By I the way, read, Calda, when you answer this question, can you talk to at Little Lens Man? That's his name, just so you know. Well, he Little Lens Man uh, reached out to me on Twitter and wanted me to ask how someone as unknowledgeable as him could beat someone that might host a fantasy podcast so handily and has wow. the game finish. Well, who did he? Who did he, who did he beat? Me. Who did he beat? Some guy that hosts a fantasy podcast in Springfield, Illinois. Oh, like like I said earlier, man, those lucky wins will happen. I mean, th- th- those lucky wins will happen, especially in fantasy, because uh, the reality is at Little Lensman. I think uh, <laughs> I looked his thing up. It, it's actually his, on, on his picture is pretty pretty accurate. So at Little Lensman, let's let's stick to his question. CD Lamb pulled off a huge week for me, helped me beat and upset the best team in the league. Just so you guys know, uh, do I sell him right now or do I keep him? That's the question, Calvin. Uh, I would, oh God, me being a Cowboys fan, it feels like it's hard for me to answer this clearly, but his stock probably isn't going to get higher. I hate to say it. I mean, he's not going to have games like that every week. That was remarkable. Even though last week in the Boomer Bust, I picked him. Apparently you edited it, or I couldn't hear it, and you put crickets. Uh, You did a cricket sound effect into my bull. That's actually, when I heard that, I was pissed. And uh, I'm glad that so you go I back. Picked, I go. I'm glad you go back and listen to our podcast. That's pretty awesome. You like hearing yourself I, talk. I, that's a, that's awesome. No, actually, I hate hearing my voice. Okay. I sound like a nasally. But actually, <laughs> I didn't. I had to find out who I did pick. I couldn't remember, and I couldn't find my notebook. Sure, sure. So, sure. CD Lamb would be a, a a good. You would get more for him right this second than you would at any other time. So, if you could bring in a couple of players to replace, you know, two for one, or even get one of those elite guys because CD Lamb's an elite athlete. But he's not yet an elite fantasy. Uh, they got Cooper there. They, Dak spreads the ball around everywhere. So he's not going to yeah. see those 31, 33-point games. All right. So right now, yeah, go ahead and uh, consider trading if you get some good offers or you find somebody to deal with. Doesn't sound like that this owner at Little Lensman has an elite fantasy football team, Spanky. Uh, what do you think? Does he sell uh, CeeDee Lamb or keep him? Well, I'm trying, doing my research. It looks like this Little Lensman that you put it. Uh, you said he played the best team in the league, but he played – he played somebody that put a Z in their name, so they sound harder. 
So he played you, and you don't have the best team in the league because you're not in first place. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, at Little Lensman isn't in my league. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So, all right, moving on. Uh, let's get exactly. to the next question. Spanky, are you ready for this one? I'm going to start off with you on this one, okay? Wonderful. At Vianney G-Boy. Wow. Vianney G-Boy uh, sent in, I have Barkley, Gr- oh boy. Gronk, oh boy. Mooney, and Kittle on my team. They seem like they're banged up. How long should I actually keep and hold on to these cripples, guys? Wow. I don't know that on the podcast of this caliper we should be calling NFL players' names. I know. That's what he sent in. I mean, so at Vianney G-Boy, obviously they talk a different way, so I don't don't know. Wow, wow, and wow. So I would probably try to move a couple of them. Uh, I know Barkley. Uh, maybe Barkley drop probably, a couple. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking maybe Barkley for a, a you know, maybe a uh, Kareem Hunt, maybe a Zach Moss, a Knox, a Ingram. You might be able to move that player for a Montgomery. But okay, at Viani G Boy, Kalna. I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know if you follow him or not on Twitter, but uh, I know you follow him a lot whenever he's talking to you. But anyway, at Viani G Boy, what do you think, buddy? Well, I wrote. I was trying to keep up with you. Barkley, Gronk, Kittle. I don't remember who. Yeah, else Barkley, Gronk, Mooney, and Kittle. Uh, do they? Does he keep, hold on to him, or does he drop him? I hold on to Mooney. I try to move Gronk because everybody just loves Gronk, especially with the tight end league. And gosh, Barkley is such a wild card with his injury situation. Those two names, if you can move them, because both of them are injury prone this year, and they just seem like they're going to be a headache. I would say. You hold on to Kittle. He doesn't have a real. I mean, I guess he's banged up some too. But I would, I would look to try to move Barkley or Gronk and see what right. you can do on their name value because their name value, a lot of people do just you know, oh, Odell Beckham, he's so good. He caught that one ball. Remember, one handed on Monday Night Football against the Cowboys, and all of a sudden, a bunch of people are posters and we're catching balls with one hand. I hate that guy. But anyway, yeah, I'd go Barkley and Gronk. Yeah, it sounds like at Little Lensman and at Viani G Boy have the same problem, having some really bad teams right now. So man. <laughs> Um, keep listening, buddy. Wow. Keep listening and send us those questions. We'll try to help you out as much as we can. You you uh, just buddied him. What's that? You just buddied. You just buddied him. Absolutely. I I like you little buddies. I, I I you can <laughs> never have you can never have enough little buddies, Spanky. You know that. Just like ho hos. Oh my god. You can I never have enough ho hos. I want to try to figure out how I can spell Spanky and put a Z in it so I can be cool. I don't think I can happen. Spank Z's. That doesn't sound right, bud. Neither does Bonzi, but we, we we deal with it. Okay, okay. So, ahead, anyway, the awards so speak anger. for themselves. I'll let the hardware uh, show off on Woo! the social media later on. So, anyway, Thursday night football focus, all right? Thursday night football focus, Denver at Cleveland. Kalna, I know you probably love doing this Thursday night football focus, especially with all the injuries that have come down on top of Cleveland, but... Uh, Dearness Johnson, you know, I picked him up in a couple leagues. Hopefully you, you say his name and hopefully you have him on your boom list. I'd love to hear that. So Colin, take it away. Boy, tonight's game is, uh, really turned into a real stinker with all the, the, the knowledge we've been giving out about their injuries. And I mean, uh, one of my favorite songs, actually it's my favorite song ever is the Monday night football theme. And, uh, I'm not, I'm kind of tone deaf, but bum, 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 bum. That gives me chills sometimes. Well, this one should be more like bum, 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 bum. It's terrible. Things are, I mean, just not going to be a high octane offense, either one of them anyway, if they were 100% healthy. 
but there's so many injuries, so many things to, to get to. It's just it's going to be a really rough game to watch. And unless you have some money on it or some players playing, maybe there's some uh, local viewing you might want to take a look at because this is rough. Get the Broncos at the Browns. And right now, as of I don't know if you have any updates. I since we've talked, I haven't looked. Bridgewater was questionable. He's I believe he's still a game time decision. So you might be looking at Bridgewater or Locke. When Bridgewater's in there, he's had three, three games, this, four games this year where he's had over twenty fantasy points. So he's a solid floor for for a, a quarterback. With Locke, you don't know what you got. He's got a big arm. He finds he likes to throw downfield, but he he's very in. Uh, he likes to turn the ball over a lot. So there you go with the starter quarterback for the Broncos. You don't know what you're getting. So, so Calna, I just wanted to interrupt you real quick because they just sent out the update uh, last night around twelve thirty. Well, twelve thirty this morning it said uh, Bridgewater uh, was limited in practice, but he will start versus the Browns. Oh, he is going to start. Okay, well, that's uh, that's good to know that he's a very safe, fancy starter. If you got bye week problems, he's a low end. Uh, I wouldn't start him in a ten man league. In a twelve man league, you'd probably start him. Uh, so then you get the running backs out in in Denver. Devontae Williams and Melvin Gordon, they're at equal timeshare. I mean, as equal as you can get, it's like they scripted completely. Last week they both had 10 touches. It's been going like this all year. Neither one of them seemed to want to take the lead role. Javante, Devon, no, it's Javante. I said Devante, I apologize. There's so many names that are hard to pronounce and remember. Javante Williams is a rookie. He looks better. He looks more explosive, but they just haven't trusted him yet because he's a rookie. And uh, him and Melvin Gordon were going against the number one run, running defense in the league in the Browns. So they're going to have an uphill battle. Uh, but since it is a bye week, both of them are, are definitely flex plays. And if you have to shove them into an RB2 or even an RB1, I'm starting Melvin Gordon tonight in my big money league. Which I, I just hate saying that. I don't know how else to describe the league I'm in. But. Yeah, both of them are are starters tonight. Just don't expect a lot. Sixty yards. If they fall into the end zone, you're lucky. Then you got what I would consider their star of their team right now, Cortland Sutton. And the last two games, he's put up 23 and 19 fantasy points. The Browns are 28th against the pass. So if someone from the Broncos might have a big fantasy night, I don't look for it because it's just. Both are good defenses. It's going to be a plotting game, probably. But Sutton could hit, be that guy for you, Cortland Sutton. And you have Tim Patrick, who's had put together a solid fantasy year. He, he's consistently in the double digits in PPR leagues. And last week he went, uh, I don't know what I wrote here. I have no idea. He's had three TDs on the year. Oh, that's what it is. He had, his last two weeks, he's had 12 and 11 points. And uh, six, he had lots of targets, six, nine, and six. I feel a little loaded. I haven't had drink as much coffee. But Tim Patrick is a solid starter, especially during these bye weeks. I would put him in as number three or a flex. You get Noah Fant, one of the better tight ends. When you get into the tight end conversation, gosh, I think if you have to start a tight end, you know it's really slim pickings out there. It's rough. And Noah Fant's a pretty consistent tight end. This year, not as much as usual, but he's had three great games and three poor games this year. But Teddy Bridgewater seems to be zeroing in on him, and uh, Noah Fant's a good start if you can if you can start him today. I would even if you're not in the tight end and you're in a bye, he would be a good flex. Uh, let's go to the Browns, the one of the teams that never win a Super Bowl. I mean, that's just rough, isn't it? 
Uh, Baker Mayfield's out, so we got the veteran, the hardened veteran, Case Keenum. How many teams has he played for? He played for the St. Louis Rams at one point, didn't he? Or was it? Wasn't it? Yeah, nobody's yep. going to answer me. That's good. Yep. Um, well, we never know. I don't ever know when you're asking a question or if you're just talking to yourself. Keep going. Yeah, you never know. I was talking to myself a lot last night. Um, Chubb is, is ruled out, and then uh, Kareem Hunt is on the IR. So their two stud running backs are out. So we're going to get to Bond's pickup, Dearness Johnson. You got to think that he's going to be the focal point of that offense tonight with Keenum. With, and that being said, they'll put probably put up box, you know, eight man fronts to try to stop Deanna Johnson. He's not a proven guy, but with him, volume today is a big deal in fantasy football, and he should get majority of the carries. I do have a story. Last year, I had Chubb in week three. He got hurt, or three or four. He came in and against my Cowboys, he rushed for ninety five yards. So I rushed and overpaid for him, and then he sucked. So keep that in mind. But, I mean, you got to plug him in there, especially if you're an owner of, of Hunt or Chubb and just because of pure volume alone. And uh, Felton is the guy that's supposedly backing him up. But he's never he – hasn't, he hasn't carried the ball once this year. He's more of a receiving back. So he might be a change of pace back tonight. But with six teams on a bye, you, you got to consider putting him in a flex spot even if you're, if you're desperate. And then they got Kelly as a third option. They just signed him from the practice squad, so I don't know anything about him. I haven't watched film on him or anything. So, but Dearness Johnson is the was the big waiver wire pickup this week. Odell Beckham questionable again. Good lord, he is constantly banged up. With Keenum throwing the ball, if he's healthy, I wouldn't trust him tonight. He's a game time decision unless you have an update that I haven't heard of. Uh, Landry supposedly coming back. Uh, he was on the IR, but he's he's supposed to play tonight, I heard, the last I heard. So he might actually be someone to count on. He's a possession receiver. He might have high volume. Donovan Peoples-Jones is their third wideout. He might be number two tonight because Beckham's injury. He had 26 fantasy points last week. He kind of had a breakout, even though it was only on five targets, four receptions for 101 yards, and he scored. Uh, that might be a sleeper pick, especially, again, with the desperation of the bye weeks. And then they're tied in the Joku, like I said earlier. He only had one game this year of double-digit fantasy points. So you're risking it if you're starting a Joku. But I have no enthusiasm for this game. Usually I can't wait. I, I sometimes like to take a nap at like 5 o'clock so I can wake up at 7 and the football is going to be on tonight. I'm not too excited. So there you go. There's our Thursday night fantasy football focus. All right, there you go. And that's a lot of good information, though, Kalna, on a really, just like you said, bad, bad matchup tonight, a bad fantasy potential. But I will say, these are the games and these are the players that are going to win you your fantasy title. You've got to listen. You've got to follow. And, and if you stick one of these in, like the, the Ernest Johnson, uh, some people are actually starting Case Keenum in some of their leagues. Uh, real quick, Spank, some hail no or faux shout uh, let me uh, give you, I got three of them for you today. Case Keenum is a top 10 fantasy quarterback this week. Hell oh, no, 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 no. You're not even saying that full sentence. And if anybody is starting the, uh, Case Keenum, it has to be a two quarterback league. That's no. Well, at Viani G boy, that was his second question. I didn't answer that. I didn't, I didn't get to oh, that boy. one. So anyway, uh, D Ernest Johnson has over 15 fantasy points tonight. Mm. 
That's a gutsy play if anybody's playing it, so I'm going to go, hell no. All right, yeah, I've got to. I have to play him. I've got to play him. So. Well, and some people do because of the situation, and that's where you're forced to make these decisions and not be comfortable with them. But I looked at your team. You're right. You are forced to do that. Yep, and then my uh, the last one here, hell no or faux show. I should have Tim Patrick in my lineup tonight. Mm, hell no, because Courtney Sutton's going to get it all. Yeah, I know. Those are those are some tough ones, uh, except for the case Keenum. Yeah, you should not be starting that quarterback. What if what if Keenum though? Let right now. What if Keenum goes off? Because I mean. Guys, it's happened before, right? I mean, <laughs> these backups come in. What do they have to lose, right? Nothing. You're right. They, nothing, it's, and it's, it's happened before, but is it sustainable to, to last the entire season? <laughs> no, it's not. Like, people were rushing out yesterday to get uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, I come on. <laughs> right. Hey. Well, I, I, no, I'm just, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm not trying to start nothing. I'm just saying. Oh, oh did, you, did you pick him up, Calvin? Did you pick up Deshaun Watson? Him up and immediately tried offering him in a trade to somebody <laughs> that was having a bad week. Nice, very dirty. Wow, nice. All right, thank you. Move. Let's go to the biggest booms and busts uh, for week number seven, guys. We'll start off with the booms as we always do. Uh, quarterback boom. I'll go first because um, I've been really hard on this guy, and I, I, you know, this might not be a very popular boom, but I'm going to tell you why. Matt Ryan, Atlanta Falcons going up against uh, Miami at Miami. There's plenty of star power missing this week at quarterback. And, you know, although we're joking about Case Keenum, people are starting this guy. I mean, Josh Allen's out. Dak Prescott, bye. Justin Herbert, bye. Um, And and that could have fantasy managers really scratching their head. I mean, I know I'm scratching my head in one of my football leagues that I'm fantasy football leagues I'm in. But the Falcons quarterback comes off his bye, having scored at least 25 fantasy points in the past two games. He's actually averaging 25 fantasy points in his past four outings, and he's going up against the Dolphins, so he should take advantage of that. Miami has allowed an average of 25 fantasy points per game to a poison uh, QB. So if you've got Matt Ryan, you might want to stick him in your lineup this week for week number seven. Calendar, who do you have for your boom? That's weird. I have Matt Ryan. I do these on Tuesday nights, so I don't look at anything else to persuade me. I was just looking at it. Uh, in his last game, Pitts finally broke out. their tight end who looks just like a receiver. He's an amazing athlete. And then Ridley's coming back from a personal issue in the bye week from last week. So he's got his weapons back. He has, I think he like he's combined for over 60 fantasy points in his last two games, going up against the ninth worst pass defense in the Dolphins. Dolphins look like crap. They lost to the Jaguars in London last week. And at what point does London get sick of the NFL sending over their flea market teams? I mean, it's almost offensive, the teams that play in London. But, Matt Ryan, I think, is a great, a great play. I mean, I think he considered starting him over guys that you would usually always start because I think this this week is going to be a, a a big a big you know you'll be throwing to Cordell Patterson, Ridley, and Pitts. Spank, who is your boom for a quarterback this week? I'm going with the Homer pick and Kyler Murray again. Even though a Texas defense is tough, or they're decent, they're decent against the pass. I think this is a big game for Murray. Back at home, I believe it is. I did not look that up. And I and I we touched on earlier with his new toy at tight end, Zach Ertz. I think it's a Kyler Murray big week. Or I am at least hoping. Running back, boom, Spanky, let's stick with you. Who you got? 
Jonathan Taylor versus the 49ers. Three straight double-digit weeks, and now get the 49ers defense that allows 100-plus each week. So Jonathan Taylor's a boom for me. Nice. I'm going to go with Chuba Hubbard, even though I call him Chuba Hubbard in my house. My son has him on a couple of his fancy football teams. Uh, he's proven to be a pretty reliable fantasy option right now as a replacement for McCaffrey in Carolina. Past two starts, he scored at least 13 PPR points with either 100 total yards or a TD in each outing. Now, he's also got 15 total touches in the past three starts uh, for McCaffrey. And now uh, the coach says he wants the team to, to run the ball way more. That should work a lot for Hubbard against the Giants, who allowed a running back to either score or gain at least 100 yards in every single game this season. I've got Hubbard here as a top 10 upside in this matchup. So Chuba Hubbard, that's my boom. Calna, who do you have at running back? I have Daryl Henderson of the Los Angeles Rams going against the Giants. It's a revenge game for Matt Stafford. Kind of, I guess, people will look at it. You expect him probably to put up some points. But I look for the Rams to get ahead early. And boy, Henderson's been very – I didn't – I had him low in my rankings in the running backs. I didn't trust him. Uh, it was supposed to be Cam, uh, Cam Akers' year, and uh, he's really turned out. He's had 15, 15, 14, 16, and 23 fantasy points a game so far this year. He's uh, he, he's getting in the end zone, and I just look for the Rams to go up early and then commit to the run, and Detroit is just Detroit, another team that's never been to a Super Bowl perennial losers and they just they look terrible again this year so Daryl Henderson's my boom at running back all right start us off with wide receiver who do you got as a boom Kalna well I wanted to drive him out to the field apparently last week I don't remember saying that I think I blacked out uh AJ Brown uh he looked <laughs> he looked like he finally got some confidence back he was he had food poisoning or something and they didn't look they didn't look his way at all in the first half on a Monday night football what or was that Sunday night football? Yeah, who cares? AJ Brown, I think, will have a breakout. They're playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense is sketchy. There's going to be it's, I, it's the highest over under uh, in Vegas at fifty six and a half. So they expect a lot of points to be scored. But with Julio possibly out again, that's another guy that gets banged up so much these days. I think he's going to have officially his breakout game, and uh, I'd look for a. a, a of really high-scoring contest in the fair, and with where they just have to keep throwing the ball. So AJ Brown is my wide receiver boom. All right, who you got? Uh, Spank is your wide receiver boom. Keeping it close to home again. Devontae Adams versus Washington. Season low targets last week. Now gets a Washington defense that couldn't even cover Kalna. <laughs> mm. I like it. You know, I, like I, it. I can't walk because I have neuropathy. <laughs> I got I my wide receiver boom is Jalen Waddle from Miami. Uh, he 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 hurt me in a, in a couple of leagues last weekend, and I'm, and I'm just sitting there looking, going, "Wow!" And we're going to see if Devontae Parker or Preston Williams are able to return in Week Seven against Atlanta, and hopefully they, they don't they don't hinder Waddle very much. But even if one or both play against, I just still like Waddle as a quality starting option in all leagues. His his value is higher, obviously, in PPR. Uh, in week six at Jacksonville, you know, the quarterback came back with that rib injury. Waddle had 10 catches for 70 yards, two TDs on 13 targets. Now, now, now maybe I was only watching that game because it was like Calna said, the one being aired in London. But, my gosh, the guy looked good. And, um, I, you know, he could score close. If you got him in PPR, you know, th- this week versus Atlanta, I, I would say you're going to get over 15 points from him this week. So that's my wide receiver boom. 
Uh, flex boom. Uh, Calna, you, you mentioned him earlier. My flex boom this week is a wide receiver from New Orleans, Marquez Callaway. He is at Seattle. Now, uh, Tom is still out. He's not going to play in week seven, and we'll see if, if Smith is able to go. Now, if Smith is out, Callaway should remain the number one wide receiver for, for Winston. And he had a season-high eight targets in week five against Washington. He finished with four catches for 85 yards and two TDs, although one was the 49-yard Hail Mary. But still, with a, with a matchup against Seattle, Callaway, he could be a possible number three fantasy receiver in your league. Uh, the Seahawks have allowed eight receivers to score at least 16 PPR points this year. That's my flex boom, Marquez Callaway, wide receiver for New Orleans. Spanky, who you got? My flex boom is Kalna's favorite player in the NFL, Josh Jacobs. He actually wishes he played for the Cowboys. Two solid back-to-back weeks. Now gets the Eagles defense, allowing 100-plus yards on the ground, and even Bonzi could score against them. Now, what you said uh, earlier uh, you know, about having players and dropping them spank, you know, that was a guy I had, gave to you. Uh, you had him, and you gave him to someone else, didn't you? They were involved in deals, but yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy how many you know, teams that guy, fantasy football teams, that is, 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 is flip-flopped, and now he's doing what I was hoping he would do when I drafted him this season, but wow, yeah. Good but call. you moved him early on, but you moved him early on because of a move that you needed to make yep. to protect you then, so yep. it's you know, it, it's all for a reason. All right, who you got there, Kalna? My flex is J.D. McKissick. You laughed earlier when you brought him up, but I think he's going to be an awesome start. Well, I didn't laugh at him. I said I had, I have, I have to start him. So, I mean, I mean, I'm glad you're saying this. I really believe that he's going to have an excellent week. Uh, I think both of uh, Antonio Gibson's shins are crumbled. I don't know what's wrong with him. I got AJ. I've got Gibson in another league. And he's been really consistent. Now he's uh, he had three fantasy points last week. J.D. McKissick came in. He looks great. He's more of the passing down back. And they say, some guys are saying that Patterson, the rookie, will come in and get early down carries. I don't believe they're going to trust this guy. He hasn't touched the ball this year. So J.D. McKissick, uh, I think he's going to have a great game against. They're playing at Green Bay, one of the higher over-unders. I believe they're at 50, 50 what is it, 51. And they'll have to they'll have to rely on him both with the run and the pass this week. So he, he has a chance to really put up a big game. So uh, look for that to happen. And maybe I did a, I got JB JD McKissick currently on my bench, but I I plan on putting him in there for sure because of the Antonio Gibson situation. All right, let's go to our bust list. And uh, Spanky, we'll start with you, buddy. Who do you have as your quarterback bust in Week Seven? I honestly don't think you're going to like this, but I'm busting with Joe Burrow, and I don't like it either because I have a wide receiver of his. But I think the Raven at the Ravens, and I'm solely basing him being on the road. I think it's going to be a tough environment. I hope I'm dead wrong because I have some shares in the Bengals' offense, but I don't think this is a good week for Joe Burrow. Well, let me just take uh, follow that lead right there, Kalina, because um, I hate saying it. And he is also my bust this week, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I don't like it one bit. I've got him in three out of my five leagues. I've got him in three. And in, in one of those leagues, I'm actually starting Matt Ryan over Joe Burrow. In, in, and I have to start Joe Burrow in a couple other leagues because I that's all I have. My other uh, Allen is my other quarterback who I have. And, and so, but anyway, Baltimore shut down Herbert last week, man. 12 fantasy points is all he had. And, uh, you know, he played at Baltimore last season as a rookie. 
It was not good. Did you see that spank? He, 19 of 30 last year for Burrow. So I I don't know, man. Isn't well, that where he got hurt last year? What? I thought he got hurt playing against Baltimore. Last I don't year. know, but I knew he threw an interception. It didn't look, he lost a fumble. It was a bad, bad game. And, and everything that they're saying is that, you know, if you're going to, it's he's going to either boom or bust against the Ravens this week because he's had two really great, great weeks. He's been a boom of mine. You know, he's been tearing up, but I just don't see him doing it against the Ravens. I don't see him. So, Calvin, who do you got as your bust at QB? I think this is the first. So, although I have Burrow as my bust because of what the Ravens did to Herbert, to me it was a no-brainer. Oh, wait, Burrow's your bust too? Yeah, weird. Oh. All three of us thinking the same way. So I'm going to switch it up. I had somebody else. <laughs> oh, was, I always list them kind of. So I, I think Jameis Winston will be a bust playing uh, on Monday Night Football against Seattle. No, don't, Seattle. Sw- don't switch it up, man. Let, just All three of us think it's going to be a bust. So this will be the first time either we are all 100% right or we are all 100% wrong. <laughs> okay, that's fine with me. I just think Burrow, that's just it's an inner. I just, yeah, Burrow, I don't see him having a prospering at Baltimore All right. this week after seeing Baltimore's defense. Who's your running back bust, Kalna? Uh, notions. I think we're going to start calling them notions. Uh, Antonio Gibson at Green Bay. Uh, it's hard to trust him. He's questionable unless you've seen some otherwise. He'll probably be a game-time decision. Even if he does play, the value, he'll probably be on a snap count. He was in and out of last week's game riding the stationary bike. Uh, like I said, he had three fantasy points last week. Even if he, let's say he plays and he's somewhat healthy, they're going to have to throw the ball. Therefore, they're going to rely more on, on J.D. McKissick, who's always their, their two-minute drill guy and their third down back. So and Antonio Gibson seems like the he's, he's got a hairline fracture in his shin. So you don't want to shove him into your lineup. He goes in, plays two quarters, and then he's out the rest of the game. So Antonio Gibson looks like a bust to me. Spanky, who's your running back bust for Week 7? Uh, I agree with Kalna's pick there and I almost wish that they would just uh tell him he's out and be and move on to McKissick. I went with Fournette this week. Great week last week, but he faces a Bears defense that has only allowed three rushing TDs this year. All right. All right. And I'm gonna stick with 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 that game because and I hope this doesn't happen because I have to start him in a couple of my leagues. The running back that I picked up last week, uh Khalil Herbert, you know, from Chicago. I mean he's now run for at least seventy five yards in two games with Montgomery being out. Um, and, and, and Spanky, if you want them, you can still throw me a deal, buddy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, willing and able. I'm hesitant to start the guy this week, you know, because Tampa Bay's defense, I think it was like, I, I think I read it was only Patterson in week two had rushed for a touchdown against Tampa Bay this year. Nobody else has done it. That's crazy. So I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the dude tears it up and they, they rely on him a lot again because actually – he caught a few balls, too, so it was good to see. But that's my bust this week, so I'm trying to lower my – again, I, I like to pick a lot of my players on my team to have busts so I'm not disappointed because, seriously, I sit there and watch these guys and oh, I see all these other weirdos like CeeDee Lamb blowing up huge, and then I got my guy who's just not doing nothing. But, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to depress myself with that one. Uh, wide receiver bust. I've got DK Metcalf, Seattle versus New Orleans. And the first game without Russell Wilson, Metcalf struggled – huge at the Steelers in week six. Uh, he only had six catches for 58 yards, seven targets. It's only the second time he scored fewer than 16 PPR points this year. You should be concerned about Metcalf, especially with Geno Smith under center. 
Uh, it does not look good. Uh, I would also be concerned about Lockett, too, but Metcalf is my big bust at wide receiver for Week 7 at the Steelers. Uh, Spanky, who do you got for your wide receiver bust? Uh, we must be on some type of same wavelength because I went with Lockett, low upside with Geno Smith at QB. All right. Kalna. Because of bye weeks and because you might not be starting this guy every week, but this week he probably would be a every uh, consideration for starter. You can still throw him in a flex, in my opinion. But Jacoby Myers, uh, they're playing the they're playing the Jets. They own the Jets, but I think it's going to be more of a running attack. Damian Harris is healthy. They started getting the ball to Rondell Stevenson in uh, in New England, and Jacoby Myers. I mentioned this; it's amazing to me, and I think it's an underrated stat. He's played in like 158 NFL games in his career, has never caught an official touchdown. He's never seen the end zone. That's nuts to me. Last week he got in the end zone against Dallas, but it was called back on holding. Then he caught a two-point conversion, which doesn't count as a touchdown. So <clears throat> you're really banking on a lot for Jacoby Myers. Probably won't see as many targets this week. Like I said, it's a run game, and he never gets into the end zone. All right, so who's your flex bust for this week, Kanda? Oh, I hate – it's like I jinxed myself, but uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, tonight's game, I'm, I have to start him. Uh, I have no other choice. And uh, he's just boring. If you watch Denver's offense, they're just boring. Uh, I'd, I'd rather watch, uh, I don't know, my arthritic grandma watch soap operas. But I just don't look for him to do much against Cleveland. They're one of the best against the runs, and he splits the even timeshare with Javante Williams, who looks like he's actually the more talented back. Spanky, who's your flex bust for week number seven? Since I was obviously way off last week with CeeDee Lamb, I hope I am way off this week with Cortland Sutton versus the Browns. Tough Thursday matchup. First, a pretty decent Browns defense. And uh, I believe he snagged a garbage time TD last week. But I hope I'm wrong, but Sutton is my bust for this week. My bust for this week, I think a lot of people uh, are going to start this guy. I really do. Carson Wentz, man. He's been trending up, up, up. 20 fantasy points in three games in a row. You know, Miami, Baltimore, Houston. But San Francisco is not Miami, Baltimore, Houston. Uh, I just think he's not going to be able to continue doing that. I think it's going to be a down week for him. I think the people that start Carson Wentz, I'm going up against a couple of teams that are starting Carson Wentz, and I'm actually really excited about that. I, I don't think Carson Wentz scores over 15 fantasy points this week. I'm sorry. That's that's what I'm saying, and uh, that's my fantasy bust this week at quarterback, Carson Wentz. All right, now, wrapping up our uh, show, man, real quick here. We've got some waiver wire injury updates. Um, the waiver wire also, uh, you know, a big, big deal. Uh, you mentioned Ernest Johnson. Uh, he was the number one fantasy pickup in, in, in a ton of leagues, so I'll let Calendar get to the waiver wire here in just a bit. But looking at some uh, some injury updates um, there's a lot of players that are questionable. You mentioned, uh, who was it, the wide receiver you talked about? Earlier. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. They say if he does not practice today or tomorrow, he is not going to go. Or I'm well, sorry, not tonight. Not, not tonight. If he doesn't practice today, if he doesn't practice today or do a walkthrough today, he is not going. But they say, you know, they're saying they're going to rule him out pretty early, so... That's a good thing, right? Because I think the walkthrough happens at what, like eleven o'clock? Is that right? Ten thirty, eleven o'clock. It happens early, so so be on the lookout for that. 
Uh, Brandon Cook's non-injury sat out yesterday at practice. People are wondering, oh, God, what is that? You know, usually when these players sit out, it doesn't really cause a lot of concern. Because of all this COVID stuff, you wonder, is the player going to be out, you know, or is he going to be okay? So keep an eye on that Brandon Cooks. That was one that just popped up. Uh, Tyreek Hill, quad practice good. Looks like he's good to go. Uh, Other wide receiver. Oh, here was one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown did not practice again ahead of the Bears, but they're saying he should be okay to go, but it's an ankle. Uh, You want to monitor that and see, you know, where you're at on that. At quarterback, it looks like Joe Burrow is good. Mayfield out. Bridgewater is good. We We talked about that. Uh, Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, non-injury, also set out. He isn't practicing. Oh, it looks like he won't play versus the Cardinals. Davis Mills, set to start again. So, Calna, good pickup. Uh, uh, <laughs> start that guy. Somebody actually started him last week in our league. <laughs> Derek Carr is uh, good to go. He has a left finger problem. Um, la, 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 running backs here. This one is bothers me. Chase Edmonds again. I was so high on this guy. I still am. I'm holding out hope that Chase Edmonds is gonna seriously just like be the guy that gets into the end zone and not Connor anymore. Spanky, do you have Connor or Calvin? Do you have Calvin? Who has Connor? Uh, the team in first place actually has him. Oh my gosh, I hate that guy. Him and Connor. Uh, but anyway, uh, I hope Chase Edmonds is all right. It's his shoulder, and uh, he should be good to go. Uh, who else here? We talked about Nick Chubb. We talked about Kareem Hunt. Done. Um, Malcolm Brown from Miami, that that running back, limited ahead of the Falcons. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, his knee chest injury is healing. He went full, should be fine for the Bears. And then um, Antonio Gibson, we, we talked about him. He did not practice yesterday. And uh, he is uncertain if he's even going to play versus the Packers, so so monitor that. Who you got on the waiver wire calendar that you were looking at this week? God, I don't. I, I wrote so many down. I don't want to take everyone's time, so I'm going to try to go through it fast. Uh, like we said, Dearness De- De- Johnston Johnson for for Cleveland. I, I think with the volume to expect a, a bunch from him, I was asking a lot, but I think he'll at least put up some numbers. And you got the backup guy of Felton, who you might consider putting in a flex spot. Devontae Freeman, who I've watched a lot of uh, Baltimore football this year because I've got Lamar Jackson in two leagues. He looks like the best running back. And he, I'm not just saying it because the CBS and Yahoo and all these places are saying it. He does look like the quickest. He, he's catching balls out of, the, out of the backfield. So Devontae Freeman, with Latavius Murray being hurt and questionable, he's, he's an option. Rashad Penny's coming back from the IR for Seattle on Monday night's game. Alex Collins is uh, questionable with the hip injury. You got DJ Dallas out there and uh, home, Travis Homer. But uh, if if Collins doesn't start, I think Rashad Penny will probably get the start. He's coming off a three-week rest period. Uh, you got Jarrett Patterson of the Redskins if Gibson's out. Like I said, some people are suggesting he might get the early down carries, so that's an option at Green Bay. Uh, Chris Evans, who had a great week last week fantasy-wise for the Cincinnati Bengals, but Joe Mixon looks healthy, and Perrine, uh, P. Ryan, just got out of the COVID stuff, so he's I, I've dropped him a little bit. I've held on to Kenyon Drake in a couple leagues out in Raiderville, and he's disappointed. Uh, Gruden, I think, hated his guts. Uh, I, I, he must have because he just went away with him. Uh, he was the highest-paid backup in the league, and he 
finally got some looks last week after Gruden got fired or he walked away, whatever. And uh, he's somebody you might consider as a flex with this bye week going on. Jermichael Hasty's coming off the IR. Um, and you never know with my, uh, Kyle Shanahan, that Jack, he uh, does a lot of stuff weird out there. So Eli Mitchell's supposed to be the guy, but you never know. Hasty could do something. Ramondre Stevenson of the Patriots also, he's a change of pace back. He got some looks in the Dallas game. He looked good out of the backfield. That's somebody else to look uh, at. I'll go real quick. QB ads, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Wentz, Tua against the Falcons. Wide receivers, Rashad Bateman, T.Y. Hilton. He's South, uh, Paris, not Paris, is it Paris Campbell that got hurt? Or, uh, yeah, Pittman's playing, so Paris Campbell got hurt. So T.Y. Hilton might get some extra. His first game back, he had 80 yards. Uh, Jameson Crowder with the Jets, he's always a target monster. Marquez Calloway, Calloway, like you said earlier, you're starting him. You, you have him as a boom. Hardman, any any receiver sometimes in the Chiefs offense is a possibility. McCole Hardman, he's had 17 targets in the last two games. The Browns, Devontae, uh, Donovan People Jones with Beckham might be out. Landry's just coming back. He's somebody to look at. Mooney. Uh, so wait, hold on now, Kelly. You think a lot of these guys are on the waiver wire right now to pick up? I believe that Rashad Bateman might be on a waiver wire. Well, it depends on your league. I mean, huh. you got to remember there's some guys that are playing in 14 man leagues. Right. There's some right. guys that are playing in 12 man leagues. Uh, Alan Lazard is definitely on several waiver wires. He's somebody that could get looks if. Uh, whatever, Scantling might be out. Kendrick Bourne for the Patriots is a deep threat. He's somebody you can consider. And Brandon Ayuk, who a lot of people have given up on, I've held him because I'm stubborn because I think I'm a draft genius, and I, I just can't give up on him yet. But I just think after this bye week, I'm hoping Kyle Shanahan and him got together and had some, I don't know, some 40-ouncers, uh, and they bonded, and they maybe they're going to bring him back into the offensive fold. Uh, there's my notebook. You can hear that, I'm sure. Tight ends: Ricky Seals, Jones, Ingram from New York, our uh, Giants, Janu Smith, Ferkser from Tennessee, Cole Komet, Najoku, Gerald Everett, Mo Ali Cox. That's an awesomely weird name. And Jawan Johnson from the Saints. There's somebody he doesn't get any targets hardly, but he does find the end zone. So if you're really desperate at tight end, Jawan Johnson, somebody you could consider. That's All right, my waiver picks. Spanky, let's go. What's that spanked box about today? So I always get accused of directing this at certain people. Well, this year, this week, it is. Hey, you, I speak on all commissioners. Don't be that guy. Oh, you're going to change the rules for next year? Well, I'm out. I'm running. I'm out. Don't be that guy, all right? We always do this to make the league better. Oh, we're adding a bench spot. Well, I'm out. Find a replacement. Go ahead and do it. Don't be that guy. I, I'm out. Oh, league fees are going up. I'm out. Find a replacement. I'm out. Every year. Don't be that guy. He's difficult, isn't he? <laughs> now, I'm not we're saying a word of who that's who, but if it's you, you know. <laughs> I don't think he listens, but he's got his entire team on the bench. 
<laughs> and I'm playing one this week, and it's driving me nuts for no good reason. Yeah, this is going to change things. I really think you should do one about don't be that guy that tries to play those reindeer games and, and benches your whole team until Sunday. I mean, come on. Like, really? Like, what if you have a seizure or, or you have a car accident and you can't fix it? That's how I think. I'm an insurance man a long ago. So I'm always thinking the worst. Like, if I bench my team and I have a coma overnight, how am I going to get my starting lineup in? That's beautiful. All right, guys. Good luck. Week number seven. Hopefully we helped you more than hurt you and made winning your fantasy league a reality. So uh, good luck. We'll see you guys next week. And it's Bonzi with no Z, just so you know.